1059 The Region, in partnership with REMAX Prime Properties, present On the Market, real estate advice that works for you. Have a real estate question? Call us at 416-335-1059. Tweet us at 1059 The Region or email us at info at 1059theregion.com. You're listening to 105.9 The Region, and welcome to On The Market. This is York Region's exclusive radio real estate show. I'm station manager Tina Cortez, and my co-host and real estate expert is Asif Khan from Remax Prime Properties. Good morning, Asif. Good morning, Tina. We begin this morning with a bit of a reality check. What's happening in terms of our real estate landscape? Well, our real estate landscape is actually very strong right now, and and what we're seeing is, you know, there was a report out uh, recently that said that the real estate landscape is going to be shaken to a core by the drop in condo sales in the Toronto area. However, what's happened, Tina, is yes, there is a drop in condo sales for the month of October. We were down about eight and a half percent in terms of units sold. But that was only in the 416 area. If you look at condos in the 905, they were up about 28.4% because we are seeing a migration of people coming from the downtown area into the suburbs for larger condos, more space. And again, we talk about the shift in the mix where if you're looking at detached homes, even in the Toronto area, they're up about almost 20% in terms of sales. Semi-detached are up about 30%. Townhouses are up 20%. So the people that had these smaller condos in the Toronto area are turning those into larger properties because they need more space now. But what about those who say that the 416 condo market does drive the market, that those are the condos that command the greater rent, that go for that greater list price? What do you want to say to those folks? Well, they they do have a point in terms of they do command a greater list price because if you're looking in the downtown core for a condo, you're going to be paying upwards of $1,200, $1,600 a square foot. And that's just because of where that property is. The land is a lot more expensive when you're right downtown. So you are going to be paying a lot more. The condos are going to be smaller in order to keep things affordable. At the same time, right now, there's a bit of a pause in the rental market. You don't have foreign students here for university. You don't have a lot of foreign employees coming in to work for the big companies, which usually rent out a few of these spaces. The Airbnb market is down. So you do have a little bit of a lull in the rental market. However, that's going to come back. And when that comes back, people that are picking up these condos right now for a bit of a deal are going to be very happy because the rents will return. So let's pick up on that positive point then. Are there deals to be had? There are, and in terms of deals, you're not going to be paying 20 or 30% less for some of these condos. And, you know, we've had a lot of investors call us and say, hey, you know, if if I can get a condo for 500000 and then these condos usually sell for about six hundred, there's not that much play in it. You're going to probably get a little bit of a deal, but it's not going to be significant because people are not desperate to sell. Even the investors that were getting you know, $2,300, $2,400, $2,500 a month for their little five or 600-square-foot condos, 
they're still getting about 2000 2100 a month for those condos. So it's not significant enough that it's going to drive them out of the marketplace and force them to sell. So what you're seeing, the condos that are being sold are people that may speculate and say Airbnb won't be returning to normal for a couple of years, so I may as well sell this. You're seeing people that are turning their condos into larger homes or larger condos in the suburbs. That's what you're seeing on the market right now. Are you noticing the same pattern in the condo market in 905? The 905 is a very healthy condo market. We were up about 30% in terms of sales, and the average sale price is up 6.8% for the 905. In Toronto, the average sale price is still up. It's up 0.8%. So that's where you see that's that's the deal that you're getting. You're not paying another 7 or 8% on top of last year's price for a condo in Toronto, you're getting it for about what they sold for last year. Whereas in the 905, because the condos are larger, you get more bang for your dollar. You probably get a parking spot included with your condo, whereas downtown you wouldn't. You're starting to see an increase uh, in sale price and actually a 30% increase in sales. So the biggest takeaway for our listeners right now? Biggest takeaway would be be really careful on what's out there because there's some false expectations being set. And then we get the calls to say, hey, I want to buy a condo downtown and I want to be able to pick this up for about 30% less than market value because the condo market is crashing. If you look at the actual numbers, the price for a condo is at par with last year, up about 1%. And, you know, sales are down. But people are not desperate to sell. So if you're looking for a condo, you will be able to get a good deal as long as you're being fair and your expectations are, you know, per what the market is doing right now. And the best thing to do is talk to a realtor, get the true picture of what's happening in the downtown core as well as in the 905 if you're looking for condos. Condos are still a great investment and they continue, they will continue to drive the first time home buyer market as well. And even the smart sizers that are moving from the larger homes to condos, it's still going to be a very attractive opportunity for them and will continue to grow. And overall, the takeaway for those who own a downtown condo? I would say sit tight. If you don't have to sell, don't get caught up in the hype and think that you have to sell. Condo prices will remain very strong and the best thing to do is look at the developers and look what they're selling it for and if you've purchased a condo for six seven eight hundred dollars a square foot and now the developers are selling them for fourteen or sixteen hundred dollars a square foot you know that that market is going to come back to that level so if you can sit tight it's going to bounce back within the next six to eight months After the break, where does the condo market go from here? This is On the Market on 105.9 The Region. Stay with us. More with Asif Khan and Remax Prime Properties when we come back. At KS Floors, the only result we will accept is a satisfied customer. Our team specializes in interior finishing and designs. Our meticulous process ends only when you are completely satisfied. KS Floors has the suppliers that can be counted on for quality and the installers you can trust. Even in the current environment, we can safely provide a quote and installation, so you have the confidence to move forward with your home improvement projects. For information or to schedule an appointment, go to ks-floors.ca or call us at 416 566 
7523. Beautiful flooring, expertly installed. Need to connect with Asif Khan from Remax Prime Properties? Call him, 416-985-Khan. That's 416-985-5426. Or email asif at thehomeshop.ca. Now, back to On the Market on 105.9 The Region. You're listening to 105.9 The Region. Welcome back to On the Market, York Region's exclusive radio real estate show. I'm station manager Tina Cortez. And my co-host is Asif Khan with Remax Prime Properties with today's guest. Thank you, Tina. Joining us is broker owner of Remax Wealth Builders, Alex Wilson. Alex, welcome back to the show. Hey, thanks, guys. Uh, glad to be here. Alex, lots to talk about Toronto condos and where we're at right now, if they've fallen, where we're going to be. Tell us a little bit about what you're seeing in the 416. Yeah, um, well, what we're seeing right now is record vacancies on the um, landlord side. So we're seeing units pile up uh, that are available for rent. And uh, units on the market is over 300% increase uh, from this time last year. Now, here's what the issue is, is that our peak rental uh, period is in August. So when we look back at 2019, there were 1,750 units that were rented in August. Then it goes down in September to 1,100, October 1,000, November 900, December 800. So you're going to have these landlords sitting, and we're seeing prices come down on the rental side, and we're seeing the vacancy skyrocket. Now, on the listing side for sale, we've seen listings, the number of listings on the market downtown, increase 300%. So... Coming into this winter period, Q4 2020 into Q1 2021, with record vacancies, we're past the peak rental period time. Landlords are going to have to start making a decision. Do I want to sit it out, reduce my price, maybe bleed money, be empty, bleed money, or do I want to switch to the sales market, which is going to increase our listing capacity? and expect pricing to go down in quarter one, uh, 2021, and quarter four, 2020. And so are those landlords in panic mode? Are they offloading units? If I look at my – so I own a property management company. Uh, we are one of the top rental uh, brokerages in downtown Toronto-wise. Some people panic-wise, my, my advice to them is practice calm, this will all over, be over at some point-wise, and then we'll get back to a more normal market-wise. The reason we're seeing all this and uh, why we're shaken by the core, like the, the National Post article said, is that no one has a reason to be downtown right now. Office buildings are closed realistically to spring-summer 2021. Restaurants right now in Toronto are still currently aren't open, hopefully opening soon. Live events, so Asif's beloved Marley's, they're, they're currently not playing, so there's no reason for him to go downtown. Uh, you look at all your other sporting events, no reason to go downtown, no concerts going on. So the lifestyle and the work culture that bring people downtown don't exist. And then immigration has been reduced to a crawl in 2020, and international students as well have been impacted by this. So it is a very acute time right now that's impacting the market. But these are all short-term things. Once restaurants open back up, people are still going to eat at restaurants. 
People are still going to go to sporting activities. People are still going to want to go see live concerts. Once these things start coming back, you're going to see demand come back for the downtown core. And Alex, usually I like to measure condo activity or condo pricing with what landlords are charging. Or sorry, not landlords, but developers are charging per square foot. Mm-hmm. What are you seeing? I know you do a lot with mm-hmm. developers and new builds and putting investors into uh, new condo projects that would be closing in two or three years. What are you seeing in terms of average price per square foot, and has that taken a hit during this period? So that's, I love that question. It's a great question. Here's the thing. Builder pricing isn't going down. It's actually increasing wise, and that may seem counterintuitive, but here's the reality for builders is that their labor costs have gone up due to COVID-wise and just natural forces, um, demand for construction activity and everything like that, uh, the trade. Their construction materials have gone up, um, and other, impa- other factors have caused their pricing to go up. So it's more expensive for them to build. Now, unlike a subdivision um, where I sell one house, I can build one house, the whole building has to be constructed at the same time. So we're not going to see pricing go down at all on the pre-construction side. We're actually going to see pricing increase. Now, from a launch cycle-wise, it actually it's more like five years from when a project initially launches to when you actually get keys to, to a property-wise. So what you're going to see is if a builder can't make a project financially viable, they're going to hold off and wait until um, a future period to launch-wise. But we're not going to see these buildings completed uh, until 2025, 2026. That's what I'm seeing for the new launches downtown um, or in other surrounding areas. And if we're looking at launch pricing downtown, we're looking at starting in the high 12 to low uh, 1300 per square foot-wise for the launch pricing. But, again, these projects won't be completing until 2025, 2026. And then all of this COVID-19 um, acute impact will be well in the uh, near at that time. So let's take a look at the near future then. What does spring 2021 look like? So when we're going to spring 2021, this is my prediction. So again, quarter four of 2020 and quarter one 2021, so covering really our winter months-wise, I expect a 5 to 10% increase in the, uh, sorry, not increase, decrease in the uh, condo pricing downtown with pricing leveling off into the spring and then starting to see uh, probably a, a, a slow increase into summer 2021 with, a, with I expect a full recovery into 2022. So spring-wise, I think we're going we're gonna we're gonna to flatten out, um, probably bottom out in pricing, I would say January, February, but I, can, I can't. Who can time the market-wise? If we look at when things bottomed out after the financial crisis, it was actually February 2009. So I'm expecting January, February, um, and then spring, um, things will level out, and then into the summer, things starting going back up again. As we leave our listeners with one point of information, what do you think is going to be on tap in, in terms of Toronto pricing compared to the other international cities. So if you're looking at New York, Miami, Chicago, Paris, what do you see happening to the Toronto market? Because the draw has been that the Toronto market is still a great deal for foreign buyers or international investors. How do you see that shaking out through the COVID period 
with Toronto pricing compared to the rest? We're, we're still incredibly affordable compared to these other cities. One, one factor that we always have to consider is the currency effect. So when we compare ourselves against an American market or European market, our Canadian dollar felt at a discount compared to the American currency, the euro, and, and now the pound um, in London, England-wise. So when you compare pricing-wise, we're so incredibly affordable. And when we look at, um, from an immigration standpoint, where we're looking at bringing in record immigration levels, over 400,000 in 2021 and increasing beyond that in 2022-2023, the reality is, is our economy is driven by immigrants-wise and new Canadians coming in. So uh, they will drive our recovery. And I do think that we have positioned ourselves extremely well in the world when we look at uh, how we handled our uh, COVID uh, response. We've been very strong in our COVID response um, compared to our neighbors to the south-wise. Um, and I think we'll be a very attractive place for people to look at as a destination uh, in the future. And the other item is one of our most valuable items in the world is Canada is safe and boring. And when people are looking at, well, where am I going to put my family? Where am I going to preserve my wealth? What's safe and boring out there? Well, Canada is safe and boring, and that's a very, very valuable uh, resource to be selling in the worldwide market. If our listeners want more information about the condo market, how can they contact you? The best place for them to go is www.remax wealth.com that's www.remaxwealth.com we do weekly webinars on these topics and uh, we'd love to have them uh, come and uh, check us out thanks so much we look forward to having you on again with another update uh, maybe in q4 or early in the year no problem be happy to do it thanks guys when we come back this week's hot listing and your questions this is on the market on 105.9 the region stay with us Need to connect with Asif Khan from Remax Prime Properties? Call him, 416-985-Khan. That's 416-985-5426. Or email asif at thehomeshop.ca. Now, back to On the Market on 105.9 The Region. Welcome back to On the Market, York Region's only radio real estate show on 105.9 The Region. Time now for our listener questions, and the first one comes from Ava in Markham. She wants to know what to look for when on a virtual home tour. Are there red flags that she should keep an eye out for? Asif? Great questions, Ava. And, you know, with the virtual tours, they're very, very good these days. I mean, they've come a long way since, uh, even just since COVID started. So you can actually get a very good in-depth tour. You can do a 360 tour where you're clicking on the little circles and you're able to spin the room around. You're able to see the ceilings, the floors. The thing that you want to do on a virtual tour, and especially if the realtor is doing it by Zoom or Facebook Live, what you want to do is ask questions about you know, you may want to see under the sink. You may want to see the electrical panel. You may want to see areas that you would check out if you were in the home yourself rather than just a brief overview of the home through a, a, a little video tour because they're going to showcase the highlights of the home in that video tour. You want to drill down and you want to be able to see areas that aren't in that tour and be able to ask specific questions about the electrical panel, the roof, furnace, and get a better idea of what those components are like. 
But there will eventually be an in-person visit, right? Those are still happening? There has to be. It's, it's, a, it's a very tough purchase to make just from a, a video tour. It's, the video tour is more of an introduction to the property. And once you like it, then obviously, yeah, you should get out there in person, take a look at everything. If you have an opportunity to do a home inspection, take the home inspector through, make sure that you have peace of mind when you're going in with an offer on that property. And if you're spending the money on a home inspection, does that money ever come back to you if you decide that, oh, wow, they found some big issues and and we're out of here? Do you get any sort of rebate or refund? I refer to it more as insurance. You're purchasing a home insurance for peace of mind, and it is the best $400 or $300 that you could spend And even if you don't get that back, if you decide you're not going to go with that house, that $400 or so has just saved you lots of money uh, that you would have to spend if you purchased that property and came up with problems in the future. And how do you find a good, reliable, responsible home inspector? Do you rely on your agent to do that for you? Yeah, talk to your agent because we deal with a number of home inspectors and we know the good ones, we know the bad ones, and there's a lot of people out there that claim to be a home inspector, but they're not certified. So make sure that the home inspector is certified. There's some big companies out there that you can use and, you know, they come with warranties. So if they have told you that everything is okay and something turns out to be wrong, they're insured to cover that. So you want to make sure that you know, if you're paying for a home inspection, it's $100 more to get something with a warranty to it. I mean, there's people that have infrared cameras that can go in and take a look at places. There's so many different options available to you. Some of them are overkill. If you look at some of the shows that are on TV and you get excited about bringing in people with all these tools, you don't really need those because a lot of the homes are newer. Some of them are even covered by carry and warranty. So you don't need all the bells and whistles, but you need someone that's going to go in and do a great job in terms of educating you on what's in that home, what could go wrong, and what's taking place. Okay, our next question comes from Ella in King. She's heard about the rush to 905. She must be listening to this show. And is now, she wants to know, is now a good time to sell her home? How does she make sure she gets the most money for her house? Asif? Great question, Ella. And King has been an area that a lot of people have been looking at because of the larger homes and the lot sizes. And this is a great time for you to sell your house. And the way that you know is when there's not a lot of inventory. So if you're going to be trying to maximize your return on your home, you want to go up when you don't have competition with a number of your neighbors on the market at the same time. And right now, if you look at our inventory levels, this is a great time for you to be the only game in town and be able to maximize the return on your investment. And even if you are the only game in town, you also have to be careful about how high you list that home because you want to be sure it's going to be appraised at that price. Is that right? I think I've learned that from you. Yes, and and you want to make sure that, uh, you know, if you're if you're putting your house up and it's getting into a bidding war, you want to have you want to take the offer that is most likely to be completed. And by that, I mean you want to take the offer that someone is going to be able to close on so you don't have a problem right at the last minute. Sometimes people will overpay and they overextend. They aren't able to secure financing. 
and you find out the day before closing or even a few days after closing sometimes if there's extensions, that they will not be able to close on your property. And that's because they got a little bit excited during the multiple offer process and overextended themselves, and now they can't close. Your realtor will be able to guide you and make sure that they're asking the right questions to the buyer's agent and even the buyers to make sure that they can afford this property and are able to close because if they're paying over market value, they need to have that money in cash stored away or they need to be able to secure financing that uh, won't be high ratio in order to make this happen. Time now for this week's hot listing. Asif, what have you got for us? Well, we have something that's just hitting the market this weekend, Tina. It's in Markham Village. It's on Eastwood, 7 Eastwood Crescent. This is a four-bedroom and one-bedroom in the basement. The lots in this area are fabulous. This home is elegant. It's it's very inviting. It's cozy. There's an oversized renovated kitchen with a walk-up to the deck. It's beautifully upgraded, finished bedroom, finished basement with a bedroom, bathroom, and a walkout to a majestic pie-shaped lot. It's perfect for a pool, already has a hot tub, and it is starting to show this weekend. And where exactly is Markham Village? So Markham Village is uh, in the Highway 7 between McAllen and Markham Road area. And this property is on Eastwood. Eastwood is right at McCowan and Highway 7. Absolutely fabulous property. And I'm not going to tell you the price. You're going to have to call Susan Taylor for the price. And you can reach Susan at 905-554-5522. Fabulous property, four plus one bedrooms in the heart of Markham Village. Grace, charm, elegance. This home has it all on a fabulous pie-shaped lot If you wanted to throw a pool in here, which a lot of people are doing these days, this would be the ideal property to do that at. It doesn't sound like this one's going to last. This will not last. Again, this is a really high-demand area. You're very close to the 407. You're minutes away from the 401, 404. You've got Markville Mall just up the street. Great schools. You're surrounded by all the amenities that you need. It's a fabulous property. Asif, if our listeners want to connect with you directly, how can they do that? Again, they can call me at 416-985-CON. That's 416-985-5426. That's our show for this week. Remember, if you need to connect with Asif Khan or if you missed any part of On the Market, go to our website, 1059theregion.com. Thanks for listening. Need to connect with Asif Khan from REMAX Prime Properties? Call him, 416-985-Khan. That's 416-985-5426. Or email asif at thehomeshop.ca.